With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about Metziah Daf Tes, page 9. We begin two lines from the bottom of Daf Ches, on base, page 8b. Tashima, we're going to bring a proof to something that we're discussing. We're trying to figure out. Rachuv, if someone is riding on an animal, does that constitute a proper kin and a proper transfer of possession? So, Tashima, come in here. Shnaim shayhu meshchin begomo, umanhigim mechamor. If I say I have two people that at the same time they were pulling on a camel, or they were leading a donkey. And Rashi says that the normal way for a camel, the normal way that one acquires it, the normal way one uses it, is by pulling it. The normal way for a donkey, however, is not actually by physically pulling it, but rather by leading it, by guiding it. So now, if let's say you have two people doing the normal thing, let's say you have the two people well, pulling on the same thing, one of them was pulling, one of them was leading. So in this way, so they can acquire it. Onto the top of Tesmer Aleph. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda says the only way that you can acquire an animal, so if you're trying to acquire a camel, you have to do the normal thing, which is pulling. If you're trying to acquire a donkey, so you have to do the normal thing, which is leading, guiding, not actually physically pulling. Sigmar says, what do we see over here? It says in any event, that if one of them was pulling, or one of them was at the same time leading, in the indication is only if you were pulling or guiding. But the indication is, if you were riding on it, that would not work. So that would seem to prove that riding on an animal does not constitute a proper taking of possession. Sigmar says, no, not a good proof. It could be that even by riding on it, that would also constitute a proper act of possession. So why are we saying that we're talking about a case specifically of pulling and guiding? So the Tana Kama, the first Tana in this Brisa, he's coming to say not like Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda says that you need to do the proper thing for each one. A camel, you have to pull it. A donkey, you have to lead it. So Kamash Malan. So what he's coming to say is, the Tana Kama is coming to say, that even if you do the opposite, if by a camel, you don't pull it, but rather you lead it, or if by a donkey, you don't lead it, but you pull it, that will also work. That's what the Tanakam is coming to say. We're just not discussing Rachel, we're not discussing a case where it's being ridden upon to try to acquire it. So Mar says, if that's indeed true, that's what the Tanakam is coming to say, that you can do either one by both of them, let it mix up the cases as follows, and say, if you have two people that are pulling and or leading, guiding, whether we're talking about a camel or a donkey, so why doesn't it say it that way? If indeed it's true that both of them work by both, so then why doesn't it say it that way? Sigmar answers, we couldn't say it that way because because by one of them, Tanakama doesn't hold that both pulling and leading work by both camel and by a donkey. Actually, what he holds is that one out of two, one of the one out of the camel and donkey, it does not work both of them. So there those who say that if you try to pull a donkey, that's not going to work, and therefore the Tanakama holds that doesn't work. But in regards to a camel, you can do it. Either Either by pulling or by leading. That those who say that no, the Tanakama holds that the problematic one is if you try to guide or lead a camel. That's going to not work. However, in regards to a donkey, then you could do either one. In any event, the Tanakama holds that one of them you could do both. And Rabbi Yehuda holds that no, both of them you can only do one. You can only do the one that's normally done by a camel pulling or by a donkey guiding. Now the Gemara says, for those who actually said that we could prove it from the second part of the Brisa, because it says as follows, it says, in this way, if you pull it or you guide it, that's when it's going to create an acquisition. So when it says, in this way, what's it coming to exclude? Maybe it's coming to exclude a case where you're riding on the animal. So the says, no, no proof. It could be it's coming to exclude where you did it the opposite way. 
meaning since a camel is normally pulled, that's the way to acquire it. So that's the only way to acquire it, not if you lead it. And a donkey, since it's normally led, so that's the only way to acquire it, not if you pull it. So the Gemara says, hold on a second, then that's exactly what Rabbi Yehuda says. The Gemara says, we consider the differences as follows, that the Tanakama holds that only one of them does not have the ability to acquire it with only one way. Is the Amri Meshicha Bechamor. There are those who say that the case where you can only do one of them is in regards to a donkey where you're pulling it. So that's not going to work by donkey, but a camel, you could do either one. There those who say that, no, the thing that doesn't work is if you're guiding an animal by a camel. But in regards to a Chamor, a donkey, so you can do either one. So again, it comes out that according to the Tanakhama, one out of the two, you can do both. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, no. Both of them, you can only do the one that's normal for it. Tashima. We have another rice that perhaps we'll be able to learn out whether or not riding is going to acquire. Echad rachov chamor, ve'echad tafas b'maiseira. Let's see, have two people. One person is sitting, he's riding upon the donkey, and the other person is holding onto the reins. He's not pulling the animal, he's just holding onto the reins. Zekana chamor, ve'zekana maiseira. So the one who's sitting on the animal, he acquires the donkey, and the person who's holding onto the reins, he acquires the reins themselves. Shmami, now we can deduce from here, rachov kani, that a person who's riding indeed will acquire. Sigmar says there's no proof. We could say that over here, the reason he acquires is because he's kicking the animal with his feet, he's leading the animal with his feet, and therefore, it's not because of his riding per se, but it's because of the fact that he's leading the animal. So if that's the case, that he's moving the animal, so he's also moving the reins, so why doesn't he acquire the reins themselves as well? says, Rather, let it say as follows, The one who's sitting on the animal, he acquires both the animal and half of the reins, as opposed to the person who's holding onto the reins, so he only acquires the other half of the reins, and that's it. So says, hold on a second. We understand why the person who's riding it has acquired it to come magba lebindas. This case is similar, where if we're talking about the reins themselves, so it's similar to two people picking up a talus, a garment. So what happens when two people pick it up together? So they both bring it up into the air. If only one had been picking it up, so the other half would have been on the floor. So each one needs the other one to help him to be able to completely pick it up and affect the acquisition. So now that they're both picking it up together, so each one helps the other one, and therefore they each get half. Now, Let's look at these reins. So the reins, so part of them is on the floor, and part of it is connected to the animal. So the person is picking it up from the floor, so he doesn't have anyone who's helping him on the other side pick it up. It's like just staying in its place. So he, how is he going to acquire it? He doesn't have anyone on the other side helping him. So Gemara is saying, we understand how the guy who's actually on the donkey will acquire it, because the guy who's picking it up on the other side is helping him, so to speak. Let's see that again in Sambishlama Rachuv Kani. We understand why the person who's riding gets half of the Moser of the reins to Kamagaleben Das. As far as the part that's being picked up, someone else is picking it up for him, and that person has the power of acquisition to help him out. Elatov is with Maisera, but the person who's holding on to the reins, but my Kani, how does he get his half? No one is helping him on the other side. Says, let's say like this, that the person who's sitting on the animal gets the animal plus the entire reins, and the person who's holding onto the reins, all he gets is what is actually physically in his hands. He doesn't have the entire thing. Gemara says, hold on a second, what is this? Even if it would be true that if someone picks up something for someone else, he finds a lost object, he picks it up in order to acquire it to his friend. So if that would work, that's only where he's picking it up entirely for his friend. But in this case, the person who's picking up the reins, he's doing it for himself. So he's not going to get it for himself. The person who's picking up the reins is not acquiring it for himself. So how is he able to help the person who's sitting on the donkey to acquire it? Ravashi says as follows, That the truth is that the person who's sitting on the animal, he acquires the animal and the place where the reins are attached. And the other person only acquires what his hands are holding on the reins. And as far as the rest of the reins, neither of them have actually acquired.
Rabbi Yavau, Rabbi Yavau says no. Really, it's like it says. The person is sitting on the animal is entirely acquiring the animal alone. And the person who's holding onto the reins entirely acquires the reins. And the reason that the person who's holding onto the reins has the ability to acquire the entire thing is that even though no one is picking up the other side, since he theoretically could do a swift pull and be able to take away the entire thing and end up that the whole thing is in his hands, so therefore we consider it, even though he hasn't done it, as if he's done that. And therefore he does indeed acquire the entire thing. The Gemara says, This statement that Rabbi Yavoh just made is actually, it's outside of what's the true psak. We don't indeed hold this way. Because if we did hold this way, if Rabbi Yavoh was correct, we would have a problem. Because If you have a garment that half of it is sitting on the floor and half of it is on a post, and one person comes along, picks up the side that's sitting on the floor, and another person comes along and picks it up off the post, the kamakani, so there we should say that only the first person has picked it up, only the first person has acquired it. Because since when he picked it up, he could easily pull it off of the post, it would go up into the air, he could get it to himself. So therefore only he is cone, only he acquires it. But the second person who came along doesn't acquire it. And we know that that's not true, because we never find a brisa or a mishnah that makes a distinction between when you have two people who are picking it up together from the floor, or two people picking it up, one of them is on the post and one of them is on the floor. Thus we see that there is no distinction, it's the same exact thing. So it must be that Rabbi Avohu's statement is actually something outside. It's not a correct statement. Tashima. The Gemara brings another proof as to whether or not a person riding can acquire an animal. Rabbi Lazar, Amir Rabbi Lazar says, If someone is riding and he's out in the field, that's the normal thing to do, and he acquires. If a person is in the city, so the normal way is to lead the animal, so that's how a person is coming, that's how he acquires. In any event, we see that if a person is riding on the animal, in any event, he does acquire it. So the Gemara says, It could be that's not a proof, because we could be talking about a case where he's kicking it with his feet, he's leading it, he's not just sitting on it passively. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, then it's exactly the same thing as somebody who's leading the animal. My answer is, It's two different types of manik, of, of leading. Gemara says, hold on a second. So if you're in this city and you're riding on it, what's the problem? It's just the same as a person leading it. Amr of Kahana. So if Kahana explains, because it's not the normal way of a person to be riding on an animal in this city. And Rashi explains, because people are modest, and it's not modest to be sticking out, doing something that makes you stick out out of the ordinary. So therefore, people don't ride on their animals in the middle of their city. If that's the case, if it's true that you can't acquire something if it's not the normal thing for people to do. So if somebody picks up a wallet on Shabbos, so it's not permitted to do such a thing, it's not the normal way for people to do that, but if he did it, so according to you, so since it's not normal, so you also shouldn't acquire it, and that's not true. So the says, it's for sure true that whatever's done is done. And he's acquired it. So to over here, what I Whatever he's done is done. Since he's on the animal, he's leading it inside of the city, even though it's not so normal. But since he's done, you should acquire it. says, we're not talking about a case where a person is trying to acquire from ownerlessness. It's not hefker, it's not a mitzi, it's not a lost object the person is trying to acquire, but rather we're talking about a case of a sale. And the case is talking about where the person who's selling it to him specifically says, I want you to acquire it only in a way that's the normal way for people to acquire things. And therefore he has to do it in a normal way. So if he's doing something which is abnormal for him, and he's riding through the city, it's not going to be 
Kaina. He's not going to acquire it. We turned the Daftesim of Beis, page 9b. So now, if it's in a public place, Kani, so there will be an opportunity for him to acquire it. And as Rashi explains, the reason is because since a person, if he's leading his animal, he might get separated from his animal since there are so many people around. It's a public place. So therefore, it's more common in such a case for someone to be sitting on his animal, and therefore it would be considered the normal way, and therefore he can acquire it. And if he's an important person, Kani. So he will acquire it. And Rashi explains because an important person, so he would never go and walk in front of his animal. Again, a woman, she wouldn't walk in front of her animal in such a situation because she's not so strong to be able to hold on to her animal. And if it's a lowly person, a person who's not embarrassed, Kani, again, since he would sit on his animal in such a case, so therefore he is Kani, he does acquire it. However, a regular Benoni, Rashi says, a middle type of person who wouldn't sit on his animal in such a case and he's not embarrassed to walk in front of his animal, he's not a rich person, not a very important person, so since it's not normal for him to sit on such an animal in such a circumstance, and the condition was in order to acquire it that you have to do something that's normal, so therefore he wouldn't acquire if he sat on it in that circumstance. By Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar asks the following question. Let's say somebody says to his friend, I want you to pull this animal, and on its back there are utensils. Now, I don't want you to acquire the animal, but I want you to acquire the utensils. So what's going to be the halacha in such a case? So the Gemara says, hold on a second. We have a little technical problem with the way you phrase the question. If the case is where he said to him, I want you to acquire, to do an act of acquisition. Did he ever actually say, the person who's selling it, did he actually say that he plans to give over the item that he's trying to acquire? All he said was he should do an act of acquisition. He never showed his das, his intention to give it over. So rather the cases where he said to him, pull this animal and I want to give you an acquisition. He shows that he wants to give over an acquisition of those utensils that are upon it. So what's going to be the halacha if he doesn't intend to acquire the animal? He just intends to acquire the utensils upon its back. Do we say that the fact that you're pulling that animal, that's going to also help you to acquire the utensils, even though you're not acquiring the animal or not? There's an assumption here, and I don't know if your assumption is correct. Let's say he says to him, I want you to acquire the animal, and I want you to acquire the animal along with the utensils that are on its back. Would he indeed acquire the utensils on its back? It's a moving moving courtyard, and a moving courtyard does not have the ability to acquire something. Only a courtyard that's not moving. Now, and if you want to say that the animal, first he acquires the animal, then the animal stands still, and then he acquires the utensils. We have a general principle that if there's something that, if it's moving, you can't acquire with it, so you also can't acquire it even if it's standing still. So what exactly was the assumption? You wanted to ask in a case where he's not acquiring the animal, but he wants to acquire the utensils if that's possible, even if he's acquiring the animal, along with the utensils, it doesn't work. So what's the question? So the Gemara says, that when Rabbi Lazar asked this original question, so he assumed that you knew that if an animal, if a person does a mashicha, pulling the animal, and he wants to acquire the utensils, so how does he do that? So he takes the animal, he ties it up so it can't move, and then it's considered a chatzar she'enam alechas, a courier that's not moving, and therefore he would be able to acquire the utensils. And based on that assumption, that's when he asked, if let's say you only want to acquire the utensils whether or not that's possible. So, Rapapa and Ravuna, the son of Yeshua, said the following statement to Rava. If that's true, let's say a person was on a boat, and the boat was going through the sea, and then some fish jumped up and fell onto the boat. So, such a case should be considered like a moving courtyard, and therefore they shouldn't be able to acquire the fish. So, he responded and said as follows, The way that we look at it is that the boat itself is actually not moving. Rather, we consider it as if the boat is stationary and the water is moving the boat. So therefore it's not considered a chatzar because a moving courtyard is only something that moves on its own.
If this is correct, that a moving courtyard doesn't work, you can't acquire something with it. Let's say a woman was walking along in the public domain. And the husband, he wants to give her a divorce document. He throws it into her lap or into her basket. So it shouldn't be considered that they're divorced. She hasn't acquired it. So he responded and said, We look at it as if the basket is not moving. It's stationary. And she's the one who's moving beneath it. Therefore, it's not considered a chazam alaches, a moving courtyard. We begin the next Mishnah. Let's say someone is running along on an animal. And as he's walking along, as he's going along on his animal, so he sees that there's a lost object on the floor, and it's ownerless, and he's allowed to take it. So he says to his friend, Tenali, please give it to me. Hand me that thing over there. I'm on this animal. Notla. So the person who he had asked, so he takes it. And the person who picked it up says, you know what? I'm not giving it to you. I actually acquired it for myself. So in fact, the person who picked it up for himself, has acquired it for himself. But let's say, once he had already given it to the person who's on the animal, he said, you know, I acquired it for myself, first, so his statement is worthless, because even if he had indeed acquired it for himself, now that he gave it to the person who's on the animal, so he's given it as a present to that person, and therefore it is acquired by the person who's on the animal. We begin the Gemara. We learned that we're there in the Mishnah. If let's say someone is gathering in the corner crops, so the halacha was, or the halacha is, that if a person has has a field, so he has to leave over the corners for poor people to take. So now, if someone was taking it in, and he says, I want this to be, I want it to be given over to this poor person, a certain person. So Rebilezer says, He has, in fact, given it to him. He can't give it to anyone else. The sages say, He can give it to whoever he wants, because his act of acquisition has not succeeded. So Ula says in the name of Bishub and Levi, this argument between the sages and Rebilezer is talking about where the person who's picking it up is a rich person and he's trying to acquire it for a poor person. To Rebbe Liyazer Savar, Rebbe holds, why is it possible for him to do it? Because since the person is rich, theoretically he could make all of his possessions ownerless, and therefore he would be poor, and therefore he could theoretically get it. So therefore it's considered as if it's already appropriate for him to take it right now. And since we consider it that he could take it, so since he could take it for himself, he can also take it for someone else. He can take it for a poor person. For Rabbanan Savar, this Sages hold chad to say one since concept, then we would say it. But to say two, we can't say. Meaning, you have to say two things here. You have to say, first of all, the first stage is you have to say that the person is considered that he's poor, even though he's rich. Why? Because he could give up all of his possessions. Then you have to say that since he could take it for himself, he could take it for someone else. So that's two different stages. The sages hold you can't say two stages like that, only one stage. But if let's say we're talking about a case where one poor person is trying to acquire for another poor person, everyone would then agree that in such a case he can acquire for the other person. Because we're only saying one stage. Since he could do it for himself, he could do it for someone else. Amrli Rav Nachman Laulah, so Rav Nachman turns to the Ula and says as follows, Why don't you just say that they actually argue in a case where one poor person is doing it for another poor person? Because in regards to a lost object, So it's similar to the case of Peya. Peya is something that's ownerless only in regards to poor people. A poor person comes along, he's allowed to take this something that was left for the poor people. However, a Metziah, a lost object, something that's ownerless, so everyone's considered a poor person in that regard because there anyone can come and take it. 
Utnan, and we learned in the Mishnah in regards to a lost object, Hayorechev Agabi Behema. Let's say somebody was riding along on an animal, Vrasamatsiya, and he saw a lost object, Vamar Lachavir Tanali, not Lava Amar Nizachisiba, and so he, sa- he says to his friend, I want you to give it to me. So the guy takes it and he says, I was the one who acquired it. You know, the person who was on the ground picked it up and said it's his. Zachaba. So the person on the ground has acquired it. Now, So if we would say that the argument is in a case in regards to paya of the poor man's stuff. So if that's the case, so Masnizin money Rabbanani. So then we could say that who's our Mishnah? Our Mishnah is like the sages, because the sages say over there that one poor person does not have the ability to acquire for someone else. Because we do not say that if someone is trying to acquire it for someone else, he can do it since he could theoretically acquire for himself. So that's why in the Mishnah also, the person who's on the ground cannot acquire for the person who's on the animal. But if the argument is by a rich person and a poor person, but in regards to two poor people, a poor person who's trying to acquire for another poor person, everyone agreed that he can't acquire it. Why? Because everyone agrees that that if a person is trying to acquire for someone else, he could do it theoretically for himself. So if we can do it for the other person, money. So then who does our mission work out? Like Rabban, It's not going to work out not like the sages and not like a Eliezer. Because our mission seems to be saying that the person on the ground cannot acquire for the person on the animal. Amarlay, so he responds to it like this, The Mishnah is not saying that you can't acquire for the person on the animal. The person on the ground could theoretically acquire for the person on the animal. But no, he's saying that I acquire for myself first, meaning that he's saying that I didn't intend to acquire for you for the person on the animal. It makes sense this way. Because it says in the last case of the Mishnah, We said in the Mishnah, the second case was where if a person gives it to the person on the animal, the person who picked it up, gave it to the guy on the animal, and he says, you know, when I picked it up, I picked it up for myself. So it's instinct because since he gave it to the person on the animal already, so he's given it over as a present. Why is it necessary to say that the person picked it up for himself first? Why does he have to say that? Obviously, it's obvious. Clearly, when he's talking, he doesn't need to say anything. If he was originally picking it up for the guy who was on the animal, so he wouldn't have said anything. He would have just given it to him. Rather, he's saying, I picked it up for myself first. So why does he have to say the word first? The word first is extra. Obviously, he picked it up for himself first. It must be that this is what it's coming to teach us. That it's coming to say that the first case also is talking about where he said he picked it up for himself first. And he's not trying to pick it up for the guy who's on the animal. And that's why he is not kind of, he doesn't acquire for the person on the animal. And according to Rav Nachman, who asked this question, who held that the case is not talking about where he said that he's picking it up for himself first, but rather he's picking it up for the person on the animal. So when it says in the second case that it's talking about a case of Tchila, where he picked it up for himself first, which is not necessary, the reason why I said it is to reveal for us that the first case is not talking about that. Only in the second case is it where he said that he's doing it for himself first, but not in the first case. Because according to Rav Nachman, in the first case, he didn't say Tchila. He was planning to pick it up not for himself, but rather for the person on the animal, but he wasn't able to do it, according to Rav Nachman.